Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We are so grateful for you. We so appreciate that you spend time with us each week. Today, we're sharing an encore of a very popular topic with brand new DT Defines and brand new crushes. So stay tuned till the end and stay safe and be happy. Are you going bare? Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness, and I'm here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. So how to decorate a bare wall. That is a scary thing to look at sometimes. I think it is scary, and I think it results in some disastrous things that happen. <laughs> well, Holds I mean, it, bam, bam, bam. Holds well, I mean, we, get, we become so afraid of the bare wall that we put a bunch of stuff up and then it doesn't look right. And instead of taking it down and starting over, we just keep putting more and more and more and more until it's a mishmash of I don't know what. Or the completely other end of the spectrum is it just remains completely bare forever because <laughs> you're afraid of it. And you can't decide and you've got maybe stuff stacked against the wall in the corner and then you just kind of get used to it like that. And there it lies, naked. If I had a choice of the too much or the nothing, you know, every time I would choose the nothing. The bear. She would choose going bear. I would choose. Of course I would, you know, darling. And the worst thing is to make the holes and then suffer the consequences if it's uh, not what you like or if it needs to be moved over. And in my case, and if anybody else has the pain of having lath and plaster walls, oh, that is really a drama when you start, you make a like tiny little hole and it becomes this giant crater in your wall. But today we're going to give you tons of ideas for decorating your bare walls or Mm -hmm. decorating a wall that you have decorated now that you don't care for. You could take it down and start over. Yeah. And you know, uh, the other thing that happens is you put the holes in for the molly bolts and then you hang that mirror that requires the two. And then you realize it's not exactly level because not because you didn't put them in right in the wall, but because on the back of the mirror, the (gasps) hooks were not the same height. Did you notice that? Oh, I hate that. No, especially if it's one of those ones where picking it up, either it's a vintage one or it's not that high priced, you know, And, you know, you trust, you don't think to look in the back, but that is a great tip. So before we get into actually decorating the wall, let's just focus in on that. Anita's bringing up a great point. If you're hanging something that has those two, sometimes it's a loopy hook, sometimes it's like ones with the little teeth or something like that. But if there's one in each corner, look on the back and take out your measuring tape and make sure that they are at the same level. I would not trust your eye because a quarter of an inch off and it could look funny. Uh, So, and I do measure those, but I still sometimes, it just, you know, there's error because the nail or the, I mean, the screw doesn't go exactly where you marked it or whatever. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to try to do to fix it because I do have a mirror that's off like this and it's been like this for probably four years. (laughs) Slightly Can't wrong. you just tilt your head to the side? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. I do. And uh, <laughs> hope people don't notice. <laughs> Sometimes people do. I'm thinking about taking a little bit of masking tape and uh-huh. wrapping it around that hook on the side that's a little bit too low. Oh. See, so that when it sits on the... Oh, yeah. So it'll sit a little higher. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah, you could do tape or you could even do twine maybe. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Well, you just put that on your to-do list because I know you got nothing else to do besides that. So yeah, you'll get to that right away. It's only been four years. (laughs) but I'm on it. I'm on it. It's those little things. But now you will because we talked about it on the podcast and we're going to ask you about it. Oh. Okay. So tried and true, if you're going to do a bare wall and it's a fairly large wall, put a large piece of art. You could just even do one really large piece of art. You don't have need to have a gallery wall with a zillion holes, research, look, find something that really appeals to you that you're going to want to see every day and make sure it's a good size. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the large artwork is a great solution. And it's like so many other things we talk about, 
it's better to go too big than to go too small. If you've got a big bare wall, a little eight by 10 is not going to work on that wall. You need to be thinking maybe three feet, four feet, something really large. If if, if you're just putting one piece, really like a four foot size piece apart. Right. Right. Uh, if you're doing more than one, then you can go smaller. Here's another idea that's not actually art, but it, but we suggested this for one of the readers, our listeners in a previous episode where she had a very big wall. And that was to put, uh, one of my suggestions was to put a bookcase or cabinet on either side of the fireplace. Yeah. So that's something you can even do is use a tall piece of, of furniture in an area if the wall looks too bare. Yeah. No, I love that. Or a big, a big hutch, something like that. Fill up the space really nicely with that. If you're talking a, about hanging something, um, you might know oh, maybe you haven't found a piece of art that you really like, or maybe the art that you like is out of the budget. I've done this and I really loved it. Um, I got a big canvas. So it was just a completely blank canvas as if I was a fabulous artist. So you know, made with the wood and then stretched with the canvas, nothing on it. And I bought fabric and I covered it with fabric. And then I just used my big staple gun in the back and stapled it all the way around. I did this in our family room in our prior house. And it was really fun. Um, it was a big space. I It was also sort of odd because the ceilings weren't very high. So it was kind of like really, a, it was a very long rectangle, but not too tall. And I, I really, it was over the couch and I didn't want to have a ton of things there at that time because literally my girls would lay on the couch, jump up and down on the couch, have sleepovers on the couch. So there was a lot going on there. I didn't want stuff to get knocked down or them to get hurt on anything. So I just put this big fabric mural, if you will, up on the wall, so lightweight. And I remember buying it I drove, we didn't live in California that long and I found it online, I guess this place, and I drove really far out, kind of a bear to get it in the car, but it made it and I came back. So, but I'm sure you can buy something like that online now, or if you have a local art store, they may not have that big of a size in stock. I know we have like Blix Art, I think is a uh, an art store that's across the country and there might be local smaller stores near where you live and they might be able to order you a very large canvas like that. Then just find fabric that you really like. You just have to make sure that you're going to be able to cover it and wrap it so you can affix it in the back. Oh, it's a great, a great thing to do. I love that idea. And I was thinking again about your problem with the, the plaster walls. Yeah. And this must have been a problem a lot in the past. What about the way of hanging thing, uh, artwork that used to be used where you put a nail up in the trim on your, you know, next to your ceiling, your crown yeah. molding right. or right below it right, or a board and then hang from there with a long chain. Have you thought about doing something like that? Or is that, you know, too- I like, I like that idea. I really do. In my living room, I have, I guess it would be like a dedicated picture rail. As I, I made the mistake of saying in one of my YouTube videos that it was a chair rail up there. And believe me, people were right on there giving me the what's what about oh, that. Really? That couldn't have been a chair rail because wow, lady, what size chair did you have? So yes, it was. How pe- high up is it? <laughs> well, like 10 feet. So, but, oh. you know, it's just, you know, it looks like a chair rail. It's the same thing, but obviously it is a picture rail because it's high up. But, you know, it was like off the top of my head. I'm like, oh yeah, and the chair rail is there. Because that's where I stopped, pay- you know, stopped the white paint and started the gray paint. So I do have that, but I haven't okay. utilized it for that because oh, I think when well, I moved in, I felt like that was such a Victorian look and I was trying to kind of get well, away thought, from no, that. No, that's for the chairs. Anyway, I got to get some tall chairs. But anyway, I think that is a good idea it, in anybody's house, really. It's kind of an interesting way to do it. And you, know, we've talked about before about just adding small details. And I think in that episode, we talked about, or I mentioned how I like to add chain or cording or twine to mirrors or or pictures and to hang them that way. So, you know, that's kind of in line with that sort of idea. Well, that's a great thing to do. Another thing that you could do is what I've done on occasion, and that is to put a shelf, to bolt a shelf to the wall, which does require holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. But then as you change out the artwork, the lower level of the artwork remains stationary. 
So as you, so you're not having to change out the holes in the wall. See what I'm saying? Tell me that again. Well, you put a shelf on the wall for the, for leaners. Oh, for leaning. Yes. Right. right. So that Mm -hmm. way it's always at, at at the right height because you're not, you know, because otherwise to get the artwork, the right height, as you change, I'd go with different heights of artwork. You would otherwise have to change out where the hole in the wall is. Yes. And I really like the idea of leaning artwork. I like artwork leaning on the mantle. Mm-hmm. I just get, I it too. lends this casual feel. I know. You know. Like you just painted it and it was drying and you just stuck it there for a little bit. Another leaning idea for a big bare wall is a very, very big leaning mirror. Oh, I love that idea. And, you know, you may want to, depending on who is in your house with you or, you know, how worried you might be about it falling, you can affix it in the back somehow, but it can still be leaning. And what I like to do in that situation is have a very large potted plant somewhere near the leaning mirror. And it could even be like a little in front of it to sort of help it stay put. Uh, but it's really nice to have the the foliage of the plant even partially reflected in the mirror, you know, just adds additional dimensions to the room. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I've done that in in Evie's room, honestly, because, well, I mean, it's a, it's, she's using it to try on clothes Mm -hmm. and that does make you look thinner if it's leaning against the wall versus hanging straight on the wall. But yeah, hanging those big mirrors is such a pain. I'm always looking for something, some way to avoid having to go through all those bolts that you're going to, have to put in the wall. Right. And if you're having this large bare wall, and even you know, we're talking large, it doesn't have to be large either. You know, it could just be any size bare wall, small bare wall. You know, a lot of the tips we're giving today can fit any wall of any size. But if say it is a larger wall and you have a piece of art that's sort of medium sized and you think, oh, it's not really filling up the space right. Well, maybe consider sconces on either side. If you don't want to go to the expense of having them hardwired, there are some sconces that you can get where you can put either the battery-operated candles in them, or you could do two mirrors, maybe small uh, circular mirrors. I know Ballard has that nice one that we like, I think, um, you know, that has the facets around it. Or a longer mirror, depending on you know, what shape would really work with the piece of art that you have, just to flank it. So then you would, when you're looking at it, you would take those three pieces as one, really. Mm-hmm. And it right. would feel like the whole wall was being filled up. Oh, I love that mirror at Ballard's. It's just gorgeous. Another thing I've done, and it really ended up being quite large, was to take a map. I bought a map of Paris. I think it's from like 1750 or something. And framed it. And then I had, well, actually I had it mounted on foam core mm-hmm. and then I did put that in a frame, but I didn't need any glass because it's mounted. But I love that look of a map and there's so many fabulous historical maps that you can use. It doesn't even have to be a modern day map. And I think that's just so fun because you can look at those for a long time, they're so fascinating to observe. In fact, uh, at our house, uh, our vacation rental in North Carolina, we have a topographical map on the wall of the area. So it's fun to kind of look and see this is where the house is and this, these, these are the mountain ranges nearby and what is where. It's really fun to look at. Oh, I think that's a great idea. There's a site called Mapiful, so M-A-P-I-F-U-L dot com. They print maps of places you love, live, or want to visit. That's such a great gift to someone too. Yeah, especially if it's a map of that local area. I think that's so fun to look at. You know what is another thing to put on the wall that's not really wall art, mm-hmm. or it's not really even something you hang on the wall, which appeals to me because there's no, again no holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. And that is a room divider. I actually have a room divider in one of my rooms. There are glass panels on the top and wood on the bottom. And it's just a refreshing, interesting thing to put on the wall. But mm-hmm. it's, but it kind of, if you want something very subtle without much color, that really adds appeal, but it doesn't add too much visual clutter to the room. And because I have it in a bedroom, I have some, I have uh, Evie's prom dress hanging and my mother-in-law's wedding dress. And they're all kind of these cream colored dresses. And it's just kind of pretty with all the, the dresses. Oh, hanging. yeah. I've seen your pictures of that. That is really pretty. And that's a great idea. And, you know, people don't really think about a room divider anymore. 
Um, and you could probably make one of those pretty mm -hmm. easily too. Oh, I think you could with the louvered doors for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or even a vintage doors. You could put, just put some hinges, right? I mean, exactly. and you wouldn't even have to have it in three pieces. You could even just do two if it was going to go in a corner. No, I have so many louvered panels that I was going to use as some headboards and I didn't mm -hmm. end up using them and mm -hmm. they're just in the shed right now. The shed's a fun place to hang I out know. and get creative <laughs> ideas. a bunch of other leftover things. <laughs> uh, another idea that has been bouncing around in my head, I think I've mentioned to you guys, I got this very big piece of art from one of the shops that we featured in our Ideas for Wall Art episode. It was from Art Tide on Etsy. It comes on the canvas, rolled. So, okay, my choice is either have it you probably wouldn't have it you're not gonna have it framed because it's painted on canvas so either have it stretched oh, right. over a canvas or over wood right or think of some other kind of cool way to hang it um so i've been debating how i want to do it and i was thinking a couple of different ideas maybe you could bring in okay so the one idea i had and was to actually put like a, a very heavy duty curtain rod on the wall and you could actually do like the ring clips and just clip the uh, the art and let it hang. But then I thought maybe that's just like too much. It's like, that's a curtain, but it's not. So I'm not sure that I like that idea. But, you know, sometimes you have an idea and then you mull it over for a little while and then it develops into something else. So I, I think I found the idea that I like better. Again, with the curtain rod. So there's like, you know, it's so not going to look like a curtain rod. I'll get like a forged iron one, like some, something that looks more like just a rod rather than, oh, that's like. A like a dowel rod. Yeah, like something heavier duty, you know. Oh, oh, that would be lighter weight. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't look like a date, like really doesn't look like a curtain rod. It just looks like a piece of metal. And then I was going to loop because the, there's some just canvas, you know, around the edges of where the painting starts and then make it like a, just a rod pocket and slide it through there and just let it hang. What do you I think, think about that? Well, that's what, well, you know, I've got that art at the farm that has a rod pocket right, at the top right. and the bottom. So, so yes. absolutely. Well, if it's meant to be flat, I would very much choose the rod pocket versus mm -hmm. the rings because you want to stretch it as flat as you can. And then Good I just, uh, mine mm -hmm. came with a dowel rod in, sewn in the rod pockets. Mm -hmm. And then you just can put some nails uh well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. We don't have to go into all that here, but there's a lot of different ways to hang it that, that are pretty simple. And a lot of those times, if you use just a simple wood, lightweight dowel rod, uh, it doesn't require so much you know, molly bolts to hang it up. Maybe mm -hmm. just a couple nails would probably be sufficient. Okay, good. I love right, that, that idea. Good. Would you put a piece of wood at the bottom too, or would you just let it sort of flap in the breeze? I, I mean, think it would I, flap in the breeze. How you know big I mean. is it? 48 by 48. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. And, you know, if it's going to mess up your design using that fabric to create the rod pocket, you can just add a rod pocket sewn that's a kind of a canvas color on the top and the bottom. You could just buy a rod pocket? Well, I mean, no, I mean, buy fabric, sew it, into, sew it on the top, make the rod pocket, sew it on the bottom. So you're not using up right. the actual canvas to right. create the, the pocket. This is a great time for me to jump in and let you know who is bringing decorating tips and tricks to you today. And we are super excited about our brand new sponsor, Scentfill. Holiday magic is filling the air and so is our new sponsor, Scentfill. Scentfill invites you to decorate your air with the first and only 100% natural scented oil plug-in refill. All natural, just the way we like it. Lavender, eucalyptus, and so many other scents. I have a Scentfill plugged in to the warmer in my barn and it is filling the air with a delightful Palio Santo scent. It's fabulous. You choose your favorite, you snap it into the plug-in, and in minutes, the air smells divine. And now that it's all natural, there's no reason not to go for the safety and convenience of a plug-in. And you're going to receive 10% off your order and fast, free shipping. Head to scentfill.com slash DTT and use the promotion code DTT10 for 10% off your order. That's scentfill, S-C-E-N-T, F-I-L-L dot com slash D-T-T, promo code D-T-T 10 for 10% off. Like us, Lush Decor inspires your inner designer with curated looks and carefully crafted collections that take the guesswork out of styling your home. 
They're a one-stop shopping destination that offers so many gorgeous products for every room. No matter your style, Lush Decor has something or some things really wonderful waiting for you. I have some amazing things waiting for me, as does Anita. I cannot wait for the cozy Sherpa pillow covers to come, the ticking stripe runner, the gingham check round pleated pillow, which you just must see, and this toile throw. I love everything at Lush Decor, and I can't wait for my box to show up. Now you can visit Lush Decor and receive a fantastic savings off your order. So head to lushdecor.com slash podcast and use the promo code decorating to save 35% off your order. The promotion does exclude all bundles. Can't wait to see what you get. We love Ana Luisa jewelry for their gorgeous designs and feel good about wearing and giving Ana Luisa pieces because of their sustainable practices. And now there's even more reasons to love Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. More reasons to love because you'll get 10% off with our special code. The price is already wonderful at Ana Luisa, starting at only $39. And with collections released every Friday, there's always something new at Ana Luisa. That's Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Now shop for yourself or those on your list and save 10% off. Head to shop.analuisa.com slash DTT and use the code DTT for 10% off. That's Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Shop.com. AnnaLuisa.com slash DTT and use the code DTT for 10% off gorgeous jewelry. Woodstock Chimes, the world's favorite wind chime, is also everyone's favorite holiday gift. Woodstock Chimes is the first wind chime tuned to specific notes. They look pretty and sound amazing. So amazing that they are known as finely tuned musical instruments played by the wind. Besides wind chimes, Woodstock Chimes offers tabletop chimes, fountains, bells, sun catchers, and even a seven-foot-long chime. Many items can be personalized by Woodstock Chimes engravers and silk screeners. Chimes are tuned to scales and melodies from so many cultures and composers like Mozart and Beethoven. Beautiful sound is so calming and restorative, so give the gift of music beauty, and calm this season. So head to chimes.com and use the code DTT for 15% off Woodstock Chimes. That's head to chimes.com using the code DTT for 15% off. Get more joy and more savings with Joybird's Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. Choose from 18,000 customization options, browse curated collections, and find the perfect piece or pieces for your one-of-a-kind style. I am in love with the Dame Table Lamp. It's this aqua lacquered base with a burnished gold bottom, and it comes with a linen shade, and it is on sale for $70. Joybird is committed to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. Each piece is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. And Joybird has a 90-day return policy. They stand behind their quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything that you hoped for, you can send it back. So create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash D-T-A-T and get 35% off your purchase. That's 35% off at joybird.com slash D-T-A-T. I never leave my house without my birdie and you shouldn't either. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to use, easy to carry. When you activate your birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. So keep it handy. Wallet, keys, phone, birdie. Never leave the house without them. And unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is of no danger to you. You can feel confident to use it without the worry. And the alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass key ring so you can attach it to your keys or bag. 
There are hundreds of thousands of birdie alarms out there in the universe, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. So join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. She's Birdie is offering DTT listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash DTT. That's she's birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash D-T-T for 15% off your first purchase. Hello, Bonafide, and so glad you're here. Bonafide offers natural solutions for a woman's perfectly natural symptoms. Bonafide's mission is to provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat the natural symptoms that occur throughout their lives, from PMS to menopause, postmenopause, and everything else along the way. Bonafide believes every woman deserves relief without compromise. No hormones added and no prescription needed. You can receive 20% off your purchase when you subscribe to any product at hellobonafide.com using the code DTT for 20% off. That's Hello Bonafide, H-E-L-L-O-B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E dot com. Use the code DTT for 20% off. Bonafide believes every woman deserves relief without compromise. And the clickable link will be in our show notes. Keep in mind, you know, sometimes it looks funny if your artwork's a little smaller or a little wider than something that's underneath it. So bear in mind what's going on in the room when you're selecting something to go on the wall. Yeah. And I find oftentimes this bare wall situation is over the sofa, right? Or over the bed sometimes. It is. It is. It is. And then I'm thinking another thing that's great to do, if you have some place like we've got round top here, but if you have some great place that sells a lot of antique and a lot of architectural pieces, it's so fun to get a piece of perhaps a building or something, just some decorative piece to hang on the wall. And I know you had your church altar, or we don't really know what it was, but right. I actually have a Gothic piece of wood that was from a church. I It might have been, I'm not really sure where it was in the church, but it is beautiful, hand carved. It's got so much history. And I've got that hanging on the wall and it's just gorgeous. And it's only about maybe two and a half feet, three feet wide mm-hmm. and probably about three feet tall. Yeah, but that packs a lot of oomph in it. That's a mm-hmm. great piece. Um, speaking of vintage, this was hot for a long time. I think when, you know, all the, the farmhouse thing was first coming in is the the ladder you know, yes. and lots of times they showed up in bathrooms, maybe with some little hand towels on them or not. But I, you can get ladders that are bigger. Um, I think that they're almost like uh, referred to as apple picking ladders. They're wider. Um, and You're talking about antique ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. they even flare out. But there's definitely reproductions of these as floating around in the world too. Um, so if you're looking for something that uh, you know, has some charm. You want maybe something that's a little three dimensional. Maybe your wall isn't so gigantic. Maybe it's a wall that's sort of transitioning to another room, but you just want some height. That's kind of a really cool, interesting thing to prop up. And again, like the leaning mirror, you may want to somehow affix it if you know you're worried about pets or kids or somebody banging into it. And of course, you could hang lovely uh, textiles on it, or from one end, you could maybe hang like a French market basket and you know, various things could be coming out of it for the seasons or whatnot. I think that's a really fun way to add some real interest and something, again, three-dimensional on a wall. Yes. And actually, I have sitting right next to me, leaning against the wall, I have my vintage ladder. Stop And I have it covered with some of my favorite grain sacks that have monograms on them. So the monograms are showing. And it's so beautiful. It, this is going to be something a little more on the rustic side. So you're not going to want to put it in a room that's super formal, but I think it's a really nice element to add. And I think you and I both like things where you're adding some interest, but it's not necessarily a big piece of splashy artwork. I love that, but I don't want it everywhere. Some places I want something a little more subtle, something a little more textural. And that's where something like this would come into play. It's also kind of low commitment. You could just pick it up and move it to another room. <laughs> or if you get tired of looking, you put it in the garage for a little while. So there's no holes in the wall. It's pretty great. We talked about using a bookcase or a cabinet 
on a wall, but what about, and we've talked about a shelf for pictures or photos or artwork. What about a, a tiered shelf that hangs on the wall? I've got a couple of these. I have one that's wire and I have one that's pine. Actually, I have a couple that are pine. So these are great for, these have some depth in them. These are some place that you could store dishes or usually that's the thing I see usually on these types of shelves, but you could put other fun things on them, other things that you collect. But this is something that you would actually mount on the wall. And the thing also that I like about this is you can change it out without moving those holes in the wall. Just leave the shelf there and just change out the dishes or change out whatever it is that you have it displayed on there. I think that's a really lovely idea. I love those kinds of shelves. Let's go back and talk about, I mentioned something about behind the bed. Behind the bed is it seems to be very tricky for a lot of people. But I'm thinking about a lot of the emails that, that we one. get. Yeah, it's a tough one. The headboard comes into play. You know, does it go with the art that you want? Does it have some sort of lines to it that makes it difficult to put a piece of art back there? And if it's not a very wide uh, wall behind your bed, you might even hang some draperies or curtains. I mean, that is a really luscious look. It could also, if you're doing a, a very neutral linen or something like that, just sort of like add this real earthy texture. Um, and it's really simple to do. I mean, if the wall was not that wide at all and it had two walls coming at 90 degrees on either side, you could probably even do a curtain rod or maybe even a really, really long tension rod, or you could get uh, one of those wooden poles at Home Depot and just put the the wooden holders like, like as if you were making a um, rod in your closet and then just hang some lovely curtains back there. What do yeah, you think about I did that? that? I did that before years ago behind a bed and I thought it was kind of mimicking kind of a bed canopy or something. Yeah. But it seemed like it just threw people off when they would come in there where they would say, well, is there a window back there? And I would say, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does there have to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it, it can be, depending on obviously the fabric that you choose, but it can be a really economical way to really make a big statement in, in the oh. bedroom. I don't think I'd be doing something like that in a living but room. But there's so many... Right. But there's so many cornices now that you can buy that are meant for a curtain behind the bed that you can buy or yeah. above, not behind, but above the bed. Uh, they're, they're out there everywhere, as, whereas I had to make my own at the time. So it really is a very viable option that's not as much work as you might think. And now when you say a cornice, now would that be something that it just over the bed or is it going to expand on either side? Well, they come in different widths. I know I got the, do you remember those cornices above my beds at the farm? Yeah. In the, the girls' room. Those were from Restoration Hardware and you could get them different widths. So okay. I got the width to go over a twin bed because that's what I have in the room. But usually, but so Restoration Hardware is probably the only place I can think of that I know sells these. Uh, so you can go there and check them out. See, I know that uh, also to be called a tester. Have you heard that? Uh, not in that context, but I have heard of a tester bed. Yes. Okay. So I purchased what I understood to be a tester and, uh, in metal. And I think it was from antique farmhouse even before we moved into this house, knowing I was going to put it over Laura's bed. She has an antique bed, but she wanted a canopy bed. And I was like, I'm not getting rid of your bed, girly. <laughs> like this yeah, is a beautiful right. bed. Let's see how we can make everybody happy. And it's lovely. So it's, um, it's metal. And then it just has the metal bar that comes out in like a half a circle. And that's what we have the curtains on. It was kind of funky. How do you get the curtains on there? I kind of had to do it with a lot of safety pins, which you can't Oh, so see. yours kind of bows out. You bows out. Right? Yes. See, mm -hmm. mine is flat it's really flat. more it looks more like a cornice box right that you would have above a window but it's it's not for a window it's for above a bed gotcha yeah. so that's a really interesting option for a bedroom I like that idea a lot it's a very elegant look I I like it too and you can even put a piece of artwork or a mirror in the middle on top of the curtain oh. you know what I mean oh yeah mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty look that's a nice idea okay how about something totally different You've got this bare wall. How about you get some of that wallpaper that's in relief that is either brick or some other oh, design. Great idea. And you just put that on and you paint it whatever color. Thought it would be white, but you could do any color, really. 
and you're just getting texture on the wall. And quite honestly, you don't really need anything else. If you've got some nice furnishings in there and the, the room is well lit, you could get away with not hanging anything on the wall. Yeah. And you know what I just bought um, on eBay is, I think it's supposed to be from about 1850 from France. And it is an old tapestry. I'm not really sure looking at it if I if it was meant for a bed mm-hmm. or a curtain but it's it's really beautiful it's it's kind of a very navy blue and it's got some brown in it wow and yeah it's kind of one of those things i'm trying to find just the right spot for it i don't really have wall space anymore but i think something like that on a wall would be really lovely there's so many beautiful antique or vintage textiles that would be so beautiful on a wall and i know you talked about how you used your fabric but mm-hmm. You know, even something like this, this would be nice hanging on on a rod or maybe even with the rings. I mean, there's a lot of different ways it right. could be hung. But yeah, something like that is, is, an, is a nice accent. For wow, that sounds like a really interesting purchase. Okay, here's something really low cost. And I know I've done this in the past. Baskets on the wall. Oh, yes. What well, great idea. You know, and I like that idea for really for anyone, if it goes with your look and it doesn't have to be 50 million of them, you know, it could just be a few nice baskets. It's not like you need to have anything hanging out of them or anything. So you're going to choose baskets that can stand alone and like, like they have some presence. They got a little architecture going on to them, you know what I'm saying? Well, and probably not something real tall. I've actually used, I have a rattan tray, serving mm-hmm. tray that has handles on each end and it's probably about three and a half feet long. But it's only about two inches deep. Something like that would be perfect. To hang yeah, not not nothing deep. You know, you don't want the big giant basket poking off the wall. And that's weird. And straw hats. I love that look. Mm-hmm. I've done those too. I love straw hats too. So that's a, a great thing. And I cannot not mention plates. Platters. I know. I have it on here too. And I thought, no, let me let Anita say that. Oh, you're so sweet. I yes, really I am. Because every, <laughs> although I do every, I have plates above the bed at in one of our bedrooms that I just showed on Instagram that I've shown so many times. And there's always that one person. There's always one, at least. You can't have plates on the wall if it's not the kitchen. So Says not, who? Well, who uh, I have to go look and see who it is. But um, So it's not a look for everybody. If that, and I'm not, you know, no judgment zone here. If you don't like that idea, then don't use it. But if you do, there's nothing wrong with using plates on the wall in rooms other than the kitchen, if that's something that appeals to you. Oh, I'm 100% with you on that, as you well know. You have to expand your mind when you think about what is a plate. I mean, some plates are just little works of art. They just yeah, happen to be ceramic in, in mm-hmm. a circle or maybe not even a circle. Yeah. And especially antique ones that are part of your collection. Oh, exactly. I mean, of course. Yeah. I wouldn't put my everyday dishes up on the wall, but that's not what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, you but know? I, right. And if you have the white ironstone, a collection of them on a wall is striking. It's so beautiful. No, it really is. I'm uh, the plates I'm collecting now are transferware, gray, dark grays, and almost like the flow blue, but it's like a flow black. And again, there's I the want lady pictures. These sound beautiful. There's a lady at the Rose Bowl, one of my favorite uh, vendors there. She always has that. And she even calls the gray ones. Um, she says, that, I don't know if it's the pattern or the color is mulberry. It's really pretty and it really goes with mulberry. What I'm doing now. I want uh, that's usually a. Purple. I know it's almost like it's a. Gr- I wonder if it faded. And it was it, yeah. Purple. I think it probably did because it's it's you could see the purple under the gray. You know how it has the undertone. Okay, so another idea for your walls is now this is not something that I could do, but if you are into instruments, that's another amazing thing to hang on the wall. And again, if you're not a violinist, uh, you know maybe it's not the right thing for you, but even. Played the violin as a kid, and you have it in a case somewhere. That is just a work of art. Maybe you can work it into your decor somehow. And if if it was something you did and you enjoyed, uh, you know, it's it it adds that personal level, and you might just like to have it out there. Oh, I think it's so fun to find some creative way to display something that you love. Be creative. Try to think of the things that you have in your house that you really enjoy, and. Kind of look around and see if there might be something that you could 
put on the wall that's not something you normally see on the wall. I love it walking in people's homes where they are displaying things in a new and different way. So, you know, just think about what you can do with what you already have. Yeah, I've never done this, but I'm sure you've seen it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it. Chairs on the wall, which strangely enough, my picture chair whale would, would work out for. But you've seen that, right? I mean, oftentimes well, they're children's size chairs. Well, yes. And that goes back to, harkens back to an earlier time when houses were much smaller. And a lot of times they were one room houses where the one room was used for everything. So this was a room they slept in. This is the room they ate in. And when they weren't eating, maybe if they were sleeping at night, the chairs went up on the walls. Yeah. Is that where yeah, I think where it's like a shaker from? thing. Okay. Pardon? Is that really where that came from? That makes sense. Well, I I haven't researched it. That would be my guess. Uh, but I'm, I I think of that as being a shaker thing and also perhaps being a colonial thing. Yeah. I could but see But I that. know that mm-hmm. during the day they push the, ch- if they didn't have the, the pegs on the wall, they would still push the chairs out to the wall during the day because mm-hmm. the room was used for different things during the day. Yeah. That's kind of charming. I like that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I haven't, I haven't done that. Okay. This is not for everyone, but it is something that you might want to consider. I would say probably more likely for a bedroom, maybe a teen room would be awesome. String lights, but not the Christmas ones and not even the ones with the bigger bulbs, the ones that are, have the tiny, they're almost like sea pearl size lights on the copper or gold, and you could probably get silver wire. I like the big, my friend had a brick wall in mm-hmm. her house. Actually, it was a church that they converted into an apartment building mm-hmm. here in the Heights in Houston. It's called Heights Abbey. Beautiful apartments and brick, exposed brick. She had the big string lights against that brick wall. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But the small ones also, I think. I think that's a great idea. You know, kind of like we were saying about that curtain behind a bed. So if you had not such a big wall and you just could go side to side, side to side, side to side. I mean, I think that could be so charming in the right kind of room. Um, another kind of boho look, very inexpensive. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen this kind of rug. It's the inexpensive textured sizal that's kind of almost shaped like a flower, like it's scalloped on the edges. Oh, I've seen kind of, those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has some kind of openings in it. Um, I always thought that's probably like an inconvenient rug because it has those openings. So, you know, part of a chair would be on it and part of it might be in the opening. But, you know, couldn't you just picture that rug in a boho styled room, you know, next to a peacock chair or something like that? So you're getting the look of what I'm talking about. How cute is that? on the wall, say in a guest bedroom or something like that behind the Oh, yeah. That might be quite nice. So charming. So summery. I love it. Let's see. And then, well, right. And then any really kind of rug, I think, on the wall. It seems like they're making a lot of Drury rugs these days or other flat weave rugs that are really very thin. Uh And I... I've noticed people complaining online, this rug is really thin, but if you wanted it to hang on the wall, that would actually be work in your favor to have it a little on the thin side. So that's something too, that you could uh, use some clips. I think some clips on a ring would be an easy way to use, uh, to hang a rug on the wall. Right. Well, that's a lot of tips. Do you have any other ones, Anita? The other thing that we've both done is to take empty picture frames and just hang them on the wall. Oh, yeah. The antique ones. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely have had that. Hang the empty frame and then hang something else inside the frame, but it's not actually attached to the frame. So I've done some wall sconces, some candle sconces, and then did the antique frames outside them. I really love that. And it's the idea that you're even further showcasing what's inside. And oftentimes if you have say like a little landscape or like a little silhouette or something like that, it could get lost. So if you put it inside of a bigger frame, right, that's really now it's presenting it really well on a bigger wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It kind of brings importance to whatever you put in it and brings attention to it. So it's a nice, it's a nice thing to do. It's like now, a close for your wall. Oh, I like that. That's right. It corrals whatever is in it. Now, I will say this. If you have kind of a boring frame that doesn't really have much going on with it, it's not going to be as interesting as some of these antique frames that are very heavily detailed. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want to go grab 
any old frame. I only use it, yeah, with the old, old, old frames. Yeah, what? I, yeah, I said that wrong. I, when I was saying any old frame, I meant like any like junky frame. Like you want to pick a really beautiful frame that's got a lot of interest in and of itself. So Anita, what's the DTT defined for today? I thought we'd talk about railroaded fabric. <gasps> oh, I just started to twitch. <laughs> why? Oh, well, you can tell everyone what it is, and then I can tell you why I'm twitching. Uh-oh. Okay. I might not right. be able to listen. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my goodness. I guess we should have talked first. I didn't realize it no, it's was okay. a it's okay. bad it's okay. word. Go ahead. Well, tell railroad... everyone what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's fabric that refers... Well, this refers to the way the fabric, uh, which is typically a pattern or a stripe, is milled. So usually fabric patterns run up the roll or down the roll, however you want to say it, meaning the pattern flows from you know, just down the, the fabric parallel to the selvage edges. But on a railroaded fabric, the pattern goes across from one edge to the other. So if you rolled it out, so I guess this is how it got its name. So if you rolled it out on your floor... Uh, it would look like railroad ties if it's a stripe, if it's railroaded fabric. But if it's not railroaded fabric, this, you would have these long stripes down your floor. Now tell me, why is this painful? Well, there was once this large, very large paisley pattern. And a client and I selected it for her draperies from the shade store. And by the time we got the measure and she really was ready to pull the trigger, the shade store discontinued the fabric. But now we had built the whole room around it. And it had like a persimmon in it and a gray and various colors. And there was a a gray linen bed coming. And there was a persimmon velvet chair coming. And there was no backing out of this fabric. So I had to find the fabric and lots of it online I found a purveyor of the fabric but their description did not say it was railroaded so we bought the fabric had it sent to the shade store to have the custom drapes made with customers own fabric which you can do and when it arrived at their factory I got a call from my representative that I work with there to tell me that it was railroaded so the paisleys were going horizontal whoa, not whoa. vertical that is so awful odd. <laughs> oh yes well that's true but you know it that's not the that's not the standard i mean this is a very un, that's why there's a special term for it because it's not typical Right. So, it's, it's, uh, I like, why even? I don't even know why they would have made this. Because you, everyone can sort of picture in their mind a, a large paisley. Yes. Kind of, you know, and it kind of attached to the other paisley and coming down on a cream background and these pretty paisleys. It was a beautiful fabric. I'm not even really sure why they discontinued. I mean, maybe the, the manufacturer maybe of it did. Because it was it. railroaded and nobody wanted railroaded fabric. No, but it wasn't originally railroaded oh it wasn't originally oh no no the shade store one you know when you looked at the the swatch which was fairly large it was it was just somehow this maybe it was like the i don't know the end of the let's just call it the end of the line (laughs) because maybe the fabric was being discontinued at the depot and they were like just run it sideways and who cares wow oh wow just Describe hmm. the well, thank you because you saved me for explaining why it's important to know if your fabric is railroaded or not, right? So, if you see that in a description, I don't want Run. to worry everyone and having to ask all the time. Normally, if it is railroaded, it should be very clear in the description, and don't think that's how it's being shipped to you. It is, it is what Anita <laughs> tells you. <laughs> And it can, and if it's a pattern, maybe I don't know. What could you think of that wouldn't matter? Maybe an all-over pattern. No, I, I think any. Well, if it doesn't, if, then they wouldn't even say it's railroaded. Right. I mean, if it had no direction, it it's wouldn't typically matter. a stripe that they right. do this to. But it's 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 unusual. It's rare. I mean, I I work with fabric all the time, and I don't I I don't right. know that I've ever even come across this. 
Right, because these paisleys, in effect, were running like stripes because they were just wow. straight down, and then they have the paisley that would come get close. The the coloration would come closer, then would bubble out to another paisley and bubble out. So it was almost like stripes, right? It clearly had to be going in the right direction for them. It just looked really weird. Oh, wow. They sent me pictures of it. I thought I was just gonna, I thought I was just gonna throw up actually when I saw that. <laughs> so what Sorry, did you end everyone. up doing? Yeah, it was bad. What, what did, did we end up doing? Yeah. Well, there was some money reimbursed, and then lots of pillows were made. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they yeah, yeah. Wow. It was not great. It was not mm. great. But they were wrong because they didn't put it in the description. And no, absolutely. Think? Absolutely, yeah. that should have been in the description. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for bringing back that memory. Okay. All right. Well, I'm a little beclumped now before I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let me do, you let do, me your do crush. my crush and then okay. you take a little breather. Okay. This stuff is awesome, everyone. I put it on every morning and I look forward to it. So it's one of the first things I do when I wake up. It's Derma-E Radiant Glow Face Oil by Sunkiss Alba. So Sunkiss Alba is another brand slash person who got together in this collab with Derma E, which I love Derma E. I think it's a great brand overall. And they made this jojoba argon sea buckthorn oil that I slather all over my face every morning. <laughs> it smells great. It feels great. And because it's an oil, you can do kind of like this little face massage. You know, like everybody's probably seeing these little face rollers have been around for the last couple of years. Like people are like, oh, I'm rolling, you know, the years off. I'm rolling the tired off. I'm rolling whatever off. Well, I don't. I'm not a gadgety person. You have these fingers. They could do this too. So I put that oil on. I rub it around my eye sockets, around, around, and then up under my uh, cheekbones and push it around and then get it on your neck. You're going to love it. And you glow. It's beautiful. Okay. I'm going to have to try this. It sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, my crush is an article that if you love English murder mysteries, you're going to... In- just really enjoy reading this article. It's not very long, but it's very funny. It's called um, Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint English Village. <laughs> That's so funny because Peter and I were just looking at something in the Cotswolds or something, you know, something I was reading. And I was like, oh, isn't this so beautiful? And that's what he just said. He's like, yeah, but a lot of people end up dead in those towns. <laughs> So true. See, I know you'll enjoy reading it. I mean, like it has a list of like places not to go. So like <laughs> one is the village fet, you know. Oh, right. Says, oh, yeah. Don't go there. Don't go yeah. there. Yeah. You know, that's People where they can get lost, murder, mayhem, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's that's right. Uh, yeah. It says if you enter a town where the fet is happening, you're already dead. The tea urn is going to be filled with poison. Anyway, it goes a whole list of things that can happen. People to avoid in the town. It's hilarious. You'll enjoy it. So I'll include oh, a link to so it. so funny. Oh, that's great. What was it in? You know, I Crime Reads. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that. CrimeReads.com. Huh, I, it, came out, it came out a while back, and I remember when it came out, I, I mean, laughing at it, but I mm-hmm. found it again. I thought, I've got to share this because it's just so funny to read it. That's hilarious. So you'll have to show it to Peter. Oh, I will. We'll have a good chuckle on that as we, like, settle into our acorn or <laughs> murder exactly. mystery or something. That's right. That's right. you got to read this and then, yeah, and then watch your <laughs> acorn murder mystery. Well, this was so much fun hanging out with you. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 